It's the favorites presented by FanDuel. Football season is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. So use promo code favorites and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. This football season must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY 467369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1 800 889 9789. Call 1 800 522 4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I'm Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are live on AMP, and I am joined, as I am every episode, by my co-host, my companion, my BFF, my compadre, professional better, lover of the Philadelphia Phillies, Mr. Simon Hunter. And hater of the Yankees. The Yankees lose. Man, that was great. Uh <laughs> it was a great weekend, honestly, for, for sports as a Philadelphia fan, as a hater. Um, man, Chad. Yeah, still haven't gotten over it fully, uh, the Bryce Harper moment. I know it's a quick turnaround. What is it? Friday the game starts. But, yeah, right now, doesn't get much better as a Philly sports fan. We're like, I get it. No one likes us. We don't care. But I, I think even agree. most people can root for this Phillies team because it's just a six-seed, out-of-nowhere kind of team. So, it's been a fun ride as a Phillies fan. I disagree. I think that I was, ha- I actually had this conversation at dinner the other night with my soon to be 16 year old son, two, three days away from turning 16 and my wife, we were talking about the Phillies going to the world series. And I believe your poor wife, something about what's that? I said, your poor wife. Yeah, I <laughs> House believe, of men. Yeah. I believe there is something about this Phillies team that has turned fans in Philadelphia from hated to endearing in much the way like fans of the Buffalo Bills kind of didn't exist. And now they're endearing and their sort of sloppiness and violence and, you know, traditions of slamming each other and, and jumping into tables. I think there's something about the Phillies and the way sort of people are capturing this joyousness in social media on video. And the way, like, they're just so Philly, right? Yeah. And we actually compared it to Boston. There will never be anything about endearing about Boston fans. They <laughs> fucking suck. And, like, people <laughs> hate people from Boston. Yeah. Whereas Philly, like, there's something very endearing about what's happening right now with Philly fans. Well, the, the biggest thing, the reason, again, Boston fans don't realize why they're the worst. Every time you guys get a new quarterback, he's not going to be a six-time Super Bowl champion, Okay. I think you guys need to get over that. There is no next Tom Brady. If I hear another Patriots fan talk about some rookie quarterback that they just drafted being the next Tom Brady, is this the rest of our life, John? I don't know. But, yeah, my favorite Philly moment was it was a news reporter from San Diego 
um, you know, great looking guy doing a little report in front of the stadium. And it was kind of, kind of been more than eight years old, a little Philly fan, just giving the double bird to the camera on live news. And that to me is Philly. Start them young, man. Start, start the young ones, but hilarious. So yeah, I, I would say that was all good. Now we get to the football side. Um, me and Chad had a bad week. Finally though, finally had a real bad week. Um, but to me, Still won three and two what, in the contest. What are, yeah, what, what are you talking about? We had a bad week. Like at the end of the day, we were three and two in the contest. Yeah, I mean, I lost money though. So I'm assuming oh. our fans did. Like I went big on the 49ers. That was fucking terrible. Thank God for the Seahawks though. They keep saving me, especially Seahawks money line. Um, but yeah, the, the the nail in the coffin, the one that really hurt. Chad's favorite team, the Bears, just absolutely took it to the Patriots last night, which again, never would have believed you if you would have said, Justin Fields can go 11 of 16 versus Belichick defense on a Monday night game in Foxborough, where again, Belichick is 17 and two straight up in that position as a big favorite like that. Justin Fields, 0 and 5 in night games, came through. So it was just one of those nights where, yeah, I felt confident going in about having uh, them for our survivor contest. And then shit, dude. As soon as me and Chad both knew, as soon as that QB controversy started happening, just not a good feeling when you don't know who your quarterback is. So good week, shitty ending. Let me debunk a few things. Number one, I believe <laughs> it was last week when I said I loved the Bears at plus eight. You're like, I'm putting extra money on the Patriots. I swear to God, you said that to me. Number one, ah, no response. Number one. Number two, I, I know you're going to say I'm a partial Bears fan, but in this case, I was proven right. The Bears have been playing well enough and Justin Fields has not been put in a position to win with the play calling or the talent around him. Specifically, they've been asking him to do too much in the pocket. Against that command, against the commanders on Thursday night, they did it again. All the same things were true. And what was the score of that game? 12-7. Yeah, your chest wasn't puffed out that week, was it? No, but no. Yeah, humble it, you real quick, Chad. Don't yeah, get all big on me. Quick, but I also said I saw a lot in that game that made me think the yeah, Bears should not be eight the Bears point in that underdogs. Game. You also the picked Bears the Bears should not be eight game. point underdogs against the Patriots. <laughs> and sure enough, I was right. You were. I still think Justin Fields, guy, get rid of the fucking ball. Like, <laughs> don't just stand there. Like, how many times do you drop back? You should Young. get rid of the ball in two seconds, and you're holding on to it in the pocket forever. I got so mad last night and I yeah. never get mad at this stuff. I don't. I have perspective. I've got a nice life. <laughs> I love my wife. My kids are amazing. I've been very lucky. There was a point last night where he was holding the ball and I screamed, throw the fucking ball. And my wife was like, what is going on? And we were watching at the same time. We were watching the Bulls Celtics. Big night for Chicago sports. I was saying, that was a good night for Chicago. The Chicago Moneyline Parlay. Did you do it, Chad? Did you do the Chicago Moneyline Parlay? I didn't parlay? do it and I should have. I saw the action tweeted out. I go, man, I hope Chad played. Like, what a nice payday. Yeah, that was good. Bulls, Bulls 4-0, right? No, no. Bulls are 2-2. Two and two. The Bulls have beaten oh. the two best teams in the East, you could say, in the Heat and the Celtics. They've lost to the Wizards and the Cavaliers. But I will say, NBA is fucking awesome. I just love it. And if you're not listening to the Buckets podcast every day uh, with Matt Moore and a rotating cast of experts, you're, not, you're crazy because it is good. And the NBA is amazing. Let's recap for people what happened last week and let's get on to week eight. As Simon said, uh, <clears throat> we went three and two. We lost on San Francisco uh, plus two and a half. That hurt. We mm. lost on Atlanta plus six and a half. We said, we said, 
have we reached peak Falcons? Do we still believe we thought the number was <laughs> yeah. too big and they got blown out? We uh, apparently we reached peak Falcons, which you know not, what that means. All pro corner, though. Again, they're all pro yeah. corner. AJ Terrell hurt and Jamar Chase down. Yeah. Two touchdowns back to back afterwards. Um, all this really means, though, Simon, is uh, if we've reached peak Falcons, guess what? It's almost time to back the Falcons again. Um, so we lost in the Falcons. We won with Washington plus five and a half, uh, Seattle plus six and a half. And we had a last minute change Sunday morning, took out the Jets, yeah. replaced them with the Tennessee Titans. Would have been fine with either, but that's always right. tough though. The four and two weeks were just like, ah, just, I mean, we should have, I should have got, I should have got the bad signals like Chad was saying on Atlanta. But to me, again, I just thought with DJ reader being out for that defense that they better run it on him. And boy, was I wrong. I mean, Again, who knows about injuries, but Joe Burrow, he had it in that game. Like, there's just certain games where he's just not going to miss. Joe Cool, man, he had it that game. Simon, you're on a run with Scoot Roulette. You had Seattle. I had the Lions. Ouch. Love the the Lions this week, though. We'll talk about it. (laughs) Uh, Foxhole, we had 49ers plus three. Simon says Washington plus five and a half. Exact decision. Ugh. The ED has hit a little bit of a. ED moment, if you know what I'm saying. It's tough picking games on Tuesday, brother. It is. Texans plus seven. Big balls, Atlanta plus six. Mm. Survivor, Patriots, box. No fucking joke. We did nobody any favors last week. No, got killed. And that was the worst part. Like Circa, they went down from, I think they're at 322. Um, Last night, a bunch of people like us lost in the Patriots. So that means there's 125 people left in the whole contest. And week eight, which is crazy. If it ended right now, each person will get 50K. So me, me and Chad are hurting from that, that game last night. That cost us a lot of money. That, that was a bad one. You told me that earlier today, and I wish you hadn't. <laughs> I just got to be honest with the people because people keep asking about it. And it's like some years me and Chad will have an extra contest. Either I'll have one of my own or, you know, we'll sign up for two. They're all out. Like we're done. So we'll, we'll keep yeah. doing it for the fans of the show. But I got nothing to keep basing who we have taken because I have no contest left. So um, it's tough, but – you know, there's there's a reason only 125 people are left in one of the biggest contests in, in the world. It's been a hard year for Survivor. All right, let's get to it. Dun, 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 dun. Thursday night football, the Baltimore Ravens, first half covering machines, visiting the Tampa Tommies. The Ravens are one and a half point favorites, which is astonishing. Yeah. Thursday night has been kind to the home underdogs. It's been kind to the unders. The Bucs could not look worse. The Ravens finally held on to a double-digit lead, kind of, and closed the game out. I mean, I know what I would do here, and I know what you're going to say you want to do. So why don't you start? Yeah, I think this game terrifies me. Like, I, I There's always times where I'll have numbers that are just off, and that's when you're like, well, you that means you find value on a line. But the value gets dictated a lot by the book itself and what the public is going to do with said line. So sometimes I do step in it, um, but the public is high right now. Again, the last two weeks, the biggest games bet, the public has gone seven and two. So they've been winning on betting very public sides. Again, people always give me chat shit. They say, all we do is fade the public. We've gone six and four the last two weeks. So find a new slant. It's clearly not true. Um, we, we Again, we talk – it's not that we're fading the public. It's the fact that there's going to be value on a line because the public has bet it the other way, right? Like we talk about all the time, the, the, the job of the book is to get money. They, they want to suck you in on certain games. 
they're always not going to be right either. I mean, we saw last night, the betting was split last night on the Bears. What happened? The line went all up to nine at one point because they're just trying to see when the professionals will come in. That's what they're looking for. They don't really, they don't really care that the betting split. They're trying to figure out where the limit is. Um, apparently, everyone's way off. Again, they won. They won not just by a little bit. They dominated that second half, that Bears team. So this is a line that right when it came out, I made it minus three. The fact that it's minus one and a half, that's red flags to me because that's like, okay, am I overvaluing the Ravens or am I still – again, I still think this Bucks team just isn't as good as the book thinks they are. Like, again, last week, paying me and Chad not to take in the contest because the line was only 10 and it went up all the way up to 13, so we just couldn't talk ourselves into it. But we said – Home dog, double-digit home divisional dog. We were going to take Carolina. We did not feel good about it. Little did we know that was the easiest bet of the week, but that's just what you do in those scenarios. So me and Chad, Chad, when we talk about it, the same exact scenario last year of this Ravens team, they went down to Miami, who was on an 0-6 losing streak on a Thursday night game. They got absolutely blown out by Miami. So I want to take the Ravens here, but it's going to be the most public side. So – Coward move, just taking Ravens first half. Uh, you can get them at minus 115, minus 120 in the money line. We already know the number is Lamar. He's a covering machine in the first half, above 67% for his career. Um, to me, can't can't give him out full game. I'm probably going to end up just teasing the books or something because I just don't get this line at all. Um, bizarre award. Again, maybe I'm I'm leaving money on the table here, not taking the Ravens. The public are going to nail this one. But fishy line, I just don't get the books to hang a plus three in Tampa. They would have got pro money. The public still would have hammered the Ravens. So, to me, the smart the smart move, the smart money here is you take just blindly take the the Tampa Bay Bucks here. Um, but I don't know what to really do with it, Chad. It's one of those few games I'm just stumped by the line. I think I'd wait. Like all the money's come, all the tickets are coming in on the Ravens. Yeah, there's so much negativity around the Bucks. Yeah, you you have to take the Bucks. Is it four straight losses get... for the Bucks? What's that? Is it four straight losses now for the Bucks? I know it's three. I can't remember. But, I'll look it um, up, but what you're just saying, it's, it's, it can't get any worse. It can't get any worse. This is when you have to take the Bucs. It's a, it's a season-defining moment for them. The Ravens have been so inconsistent in the second They're one half. They're one and four in their last five. So it's just like, you know, the, I, I just want this number to get a little bigger. Yeah, which is fair. So I'm saying if if you don't if you're impatient, you just want to take it. Six, you can get seven and a half right now on a teaser. That's that's a good tease game. Good point. Good point. Uh, but the recommendation is to wait. Definitely yeah. will not be one of our foxhole Simon says exact decision big balls, <laughs> no. and it will not be in our contest. Here's a game that gets interesting: Broncos plus three on the road at the Jags. Sixty-one percent of the tickets on Jacksonville. 71% of the money on Denver. I have a little bit of a theory here. You and I have had a bias for the Jags all season, and it bit us in the ass again this past week. You said something really, really smart last week about the Jags in that it might be taking longer for Doug Peterson to work his magic and get rid of the losing culture yeah. than we expected it to. And I watched you know, that Jags-Giants game, a lot of it, so many mistakes, so many missed opportunities, not executing in the most important moments, not getting beat, just beating themselves. And um, that, I mean, again, they should have won that game against the Giants going away. This Broncos defense is really good. Yeah. 
And I feel like, again, we, we talk about it, our luck metrics that we do over the action network, our guys told us, like even Nick said to us multiple times, the giants are the luckiest team in football right now. So the Jaguars are driving down the field, the end the half, about to run it in for a touchdown. Guy gets tackled as he's crossing into whatever it was, the three-yard line to get a first down. Ball pops up to the Giants. They take the ball. They drive the field, kick a field goal, end the half. The game ended them winning by three. So to me, again, Dabble, coach of the year, no doubt, right? Like if the Giants make the playoffs, he's, he's looking at coach of the year to me. Um, it's incredible. It really is. What's interesting is that the Giants have a culture of losing two and Brian Dayball changed it, changed it immediately. But again, the, there's a couple of differences, but I would say the biggest one to me is just the, the Daniel Jones effect here at the end of the games. Whatever's going on with him and Saquon, it's working. Like Saquon will pick them up when they need it. And Daniel Jones does. Like every, every time they need a first down, he's getting it. And I, the craziest that I saw, <laughs> he's on pace for over 800 yards rushing this year, okay? Who do you think the other four quarterbacks are on that list, Chad? Daniel Jones, again, is on pace for over 800 rushing yards this year. Let me think about it. Let me think about it for a second. Okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yep. Justin Fields. No. Jalen Hurts. No. And he might be. Uh, Mike Vick. Randall Cunningham. Oh, oh, I thought you meant this season. Like No, no, no. Historically. Okay. Historically. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I'm just saying is Daniel Jones is on pace to do something that's only been done by some of the greatest athletes this game has ever seen. So as much as I want to knock the guy, he's not the greatest passer. He's clearly a good athlete and he's smart. Again, these games, these, these, they'll roll him out. Like the offensive scheme is great. They'll get him outside the pocket. If he sees there's no spy, he'll run. I mean, again, last night with Belichick blew my mind. How do you not spy Justin Fields? Like, that's what the kid wants to do. It was bizarre world. He just wouldn't spot him the entire game. Same thing with Daniel Jones. So the Jaguars outplayed them in every way. Did not matter because, again, it all comes down to coaching. So when I look at this game, with the Jags and the Broncos, yeah, I would love to fade this Broncos team that just seems like they're completely falling apart. Who's to say the Jaguars aren't either? Again, this is it for their season. So that would be, I guess, my reason you can take them here. But, again, last week we went 3-0 on Tuesday unders I gave out. This is another game I'll be on the under. It's just don't overthink it. To me, two really good defenses. Like last week, the Jaguars played really well against that Giants offense. I see the same thing against a Denver team that just can't move the ball. Denver defense is good. Like they took everything away last week, and they still couldn't do anything. Only gave up 16 points at home, couldn't get the win. I just see the Broncos playing hard still on defense. Um, to me, this is – I mean, Chad, we might be able to talk into it because we always do on the Jaguars. But I'm, I just can't put them in our contest. They just are not good to no. us. So, to me, it's a stay away. I actually feel like by by Thursday, this will be You'll interesting. You'll be on the Broncos? Yeah, I think this might be <laughs> this might get us some sharp calls. And I think by Thursday, this yeah. ends up being our big balls better of the week. By the way, the total, you mentioned the under. The total in this game is 39 right now. Um, the total for the, the Jets and the Broncos was – I think it was 36 and a half. Yep. Um, the Broncos defense. We gave it out though, 39 and a half. So again, yeah, beat, yeah. Beat, beat the number. It, uh, the Broncos defense giving up fewer than 17 points per game. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. And they're losing every game. Yeah. Their offense is averaging like what? 15 points a game, 16 points a game. It's fucking pathetic. Steelers on the road at the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. 
<laughs> 10 and a half, man. That is a big, big number. And I'll tell you right now, I don't think the Eagles cover that big of a number. They don't play well enough in the second half. That's fair. I mean, the argument against it is what in the world happened last week and how did they cover that number uh, against Miami? Miami was up 13 nothing with five minutes to go in the first quarter. They scored three points the rest of the game. Game ended 16 to 10. The Steelers covered. That's why, again, we talk all the time. Just bet the numbers. Try not to think this is a really stupid game that we're betting on here. Football, it's bizarre world. Again, these a lot – we talked about this year, a lot of people complain about the unders. I just think these defensive schemes and the defenders are out of this world. Like, some of these guys on these teams are just such freaks. The edges the offensive used to have is just being closed by athleticism. Like, these young corners are incredible. So, again, another game of – I don't know how the Steelers stop the Eagles' offense. Like, the Steelers are playing with house money right now. They beat a bad Bucks team, and they went down to Miami and stopped the Tua – who looked lost for three quarters after that first quarter. Again, that could be a Brian Flores thing. Had a good read on him, helped out the defense, and Tua couldn't do much, but I don't know how you back the Steelers here. That's going to be a big public dog, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I like the Eagles' position, but, again, the Eagles 6-0 first half. It's just I'm going to keep preaching it, people. We just got to keep betting it. Um, if it's under seven points, I would take the Eagles' first half, but – I don't know if I'll be able to convince Chad. Chad hates taking big favorites, but I'm 2-0 this year, taking big favorites. Um, I like this one. I, I do like the Eagles in a spot coming off a bye against a team that's coming off a road win in Miami. Well, Simon, right now, I'm looking in the Action Network app. At FanDuel, uh, Pittsburgh is plus 6.5. Um, there are places uh, you can get Philadelphia at Five and a half. That's nice. Again, it's all due for regression. We know last night the Bears were 0-6 in first half. They didn't just cover. They won the first half outright. So it's always been the lookout. Don't go all in on this one. This was not going to be one of my biggest bets. It's just a really nice trend on what we and Chad talk about. Eagles get big leads, and then they fall apart in the second half. That's why Chad obviously likes Pittsburgh here. But I think they'll put it together after a good bye week. Hey, don't forget. If you're listening to this podcast or if you're listening live on AMP and you're in the Action Network app looking at lines, looking at numbers, betting as we are talking or um, use FanDuel, click on the FanDuel cell in the app, quick slip it, you go right to a ticket, put in your bet in FanDuel, no searching for the odds, no closing out of one app, going to another app, best, most seamless, most automagical experience, quick slip. In the action app, use it with FanDuel. It's brilliant. We're going to hold off. I'm not going to be convinced to take the Eagles yet, but I'm not a, like, you might be able to convince me by Sunday. We don't yeah, know. I think you can see where I'm coming from. Like Steelers, this might be a position to sell high on the Steelers. Yeah, could be, you know, back to backs. You're right. I think people got some Kenny Pickett love. I think they Pickett is plucky. <laughs> yeah. Patriots, short week. On the road at the JETS resurgence, we should call them. We we should call them the resurgets. <laughs> Get no. it? No, love the game. Hate the wordplay. You like the Jets? Is you as... love the Jets? Stop trying to fade the Jets, Chad. All they do is win and cover. It's unbelievable. Home dog. It Home is kind dog. of amazing. What the? F what again? I get the Zach Wilson hate. I've been betting on the kid. I've been watching him. It's terrifying. <laughs> he is bad. But you got to trust 
a home divisional dog in this position. Great defense with a good run game. And I know they just lost, obviously, looking at their offensive rookie of the year, Bryce Hall, to a, a big knee injury. But I was hoping the Patriots going to win, Chad, because I was like, oh, this would be great. Because I didn't bet this year. I was like, this will get up to plus three. Obviously, went down after the Patriots laid such a huge egg. Great position. I mean, you've, you're hearing guys in that Patriots locker room talk about how messed up it was, what they did to a guy that they viewed as their leader, Mac Jones. Like, Mac Jones, all offseason, was the leader of this team, right? So, Bill Belichick did the respectable thing. So, this guy's not going to lose his job to an injury. Went three and out. I, I might have been three straight drives. He went three and out. They put in Zappi. Zappi lights the world on fire. And then he comes in and lays an egg in the second half. So, I don't really know through this Patriots team because they're so messed up right now. I feel like that drama is real inside that locker room. And the Jets, the vibes have never been better. Again, two major injuries to their offense. So I'm, I'm going to be a broken record. Another under I'm going to be on is a Jets under. I just really believe in their defense and don't trust their offense, especially now against a Patriots team that is just reeling to me. Again, I don't get why Belichick did it. He's been around so long. When has it ever worked doing a QB platoon? There's always drama. I can't imagine how awkward that was. In the, and again, I get they're professionals, but they're human. So it's like they go into halftime and Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi got to sit next to each other and work on skiing before they head out. That's got to be weird as hell. So it, it's maybe I'm walking into a chat and I, I'm, I felt like I was last week with the Jets. It hit like the Jets won for us. Um, I'm going to keep riding. I just think it's another good spot to get divisional team dog at home with a great defense. I like this matchup. Yeah, it, it, it actually goes against it goes against our usual signals, right? Because the Patriots are a team that just got blown out and in prime time, the jets are all of a sudden a public darling. (laughs) So you'd almost expect the jets to be favored and to fade the jets in this scenario. Yet they're plus two and a half. It makes no sense. Well, I could see, honestly, the public coming in on the Patriots because having the last couple of years, the Patriots have been the Jets' daddy. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like yeah, the trends are You know what the thing is? Like, we, talk about these, we talked about this last week, and I was joking about it, but I'm kind of serious. A, Bill Belichick is 74 and 82 without Tom Brady as his quarterback. B, when we talk about the Steelers, when we talk about the Patriots, when we talk about even the Seahawks for the past decade, you cannot have the same conversation because they don't have – what you can argue is the greatest players in their history in Ben Roethlisberger or Tom Brady or Russell Wilson, like people who won them Super Bowls. So <laughs> every single stat has to be in context of the fact that it was those three players. It's true. But I told you, I just try to trust trends because there's little, there's always little details that you have to look into. And again, it saved their ass last week. I refused to put the Jaguars in our contest because they were 0 and 12 or 0 and 11 or something like that against the NFC. They're just, you can't just change overnight. Like I need to see it before I start believing it. And that's, that's why I try to protect myself on these trends where it's like, I'm with you. I'm always about staying up to date. And it's always about this week. I don't really care what happened five years ago. I'm looking at this week in this matchup, but I told you all the time, Chad, I respect my history. Russia winters. That's the key to everything. So that's one of these things. I just, every time I I'm losing it, I try to go back to my base of like, History always repeats itself. Don't fall into these stupid-ass traps. And this is what it feels like with this game. It's like home divisional dog. I'm with you about the Patriots. This line is just funky. Like, I I just don't get why the Jets are a dog. They're the better team. The public right now is coming on the Patriots, too, which, again, is surprising. Uh, All right, well, listen, I wrote this one down. It could be an entry in our contest. It'll be there. 
Is it a Simon Says? No, we got again. You 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 know this week we have so many nice dogs at home this week. There's a couple yeah. coming up that I love. Uh, that's some tasty. We got some tasty dogs. Yeah, it's a fun. Uh, Panthers on the road at the Falcons. Uh, Falcons are four and a half. Auto play Falcons. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, right. Falcons, 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 Falcons. This is the time you play the Falcons. Relatively short number. They just got blown out. Panthers going on the road. PJ Walker is going to be the starter. They just beat the Bucks, twenty-one to three. Come on, a team that doesn't know how to win with like a, a coach that hadn't won before. Again, I'm right there with Chad. Like, I thought the public would be all over Atlanta, and we were going to get some crap number like six and a half, seven. Love it, four and a half. Take the value there every time. That's just. It's bizarre world, that division right now. Again, you're a game out as a Panther fan, which is crazy because you're two and five. But that's how bad that division been, has been this year. So to me, nothing's changed. I still think Atlanta is the sleeper in this division. They're a good team. Major injury, though, obviously, to their defense, losing all pro corner. But, yeah, Atlanta, bad loss on the road. Come home, get right spot against a Panther team that just won huge at home. Another sneaky underplay, though. Again, that Carolina defense – Everyone knows they got players. Like, you you go through their games. The issue is always the quarterback position. The offense just couldn't produce. That defense is good. So, I know the unders are the trends here, but this is just another game. I'll just blindly take the under. I think both teams in a divisional game are going to play for a low-scoring fight. Again, Atlanta, run most run-heavy team in football right now. I'm starting to like Arthur Smith a lot. I love coaches that they get a player and they build the system around those players. They don't just say, this is my system. You guys got to work in it which was my biggest knocks on Chip Kelly. He, he just has the players around him. He says, this is what I'm going to adapt my system to. Again, Mariota has played really well this year, and he's not really asked to do much, like throw the ball-wise. He's just making great reads on that, that option, QB option read. So, fun team. Atlanta, uh, we're still Atlanta podcast, even though they let us down last week. Six and one ATS this year. Can't complain. Listen, Mariota's no Geno Smith, right? <laughs> That's true. Um, the Raiders on the road. All of a sudden, everyone's kind of resurgent on the Raiders. You were on Green Dot Daily with me earlier today. Everyone should watch it. Green Dot Daily Noon, Action Network HQ on Twitter, Action Network YouTube in the Action Network app, setting the agenda daily for sports bettors. Uh, We talked about the Raiders in a sneaky way as a future. Why don't you explain to people what what choice you made on the show? I just looked at all the different teams and the schedules. And again, it's just, you're, you're basing it off grades and math. And it's like, take the human element out of it. Right. Don't, don't try to look at Las Vegas as a two and four team. Just go blank slate and look at them on paper. The seventh most efficient offense. That's a big deal in a year where the scoring's so low. Uh, we have a team here that we know can score and produce. And again, you go through it again and one possession games, they're one and five. That's a big deal. We know what happened against the chiefs. They lost by one point. And the Chiefs looked like, again, the top two team in the AFC lost by one point. I just looked at that and thought to myself, okay, if the numbers back it up, you're going to find good value on this Vegas team. And there is. Again, you can get a plus 350 at certain books for them to make the playoffs. The, the two and four right now, I, I get it. It's bad. I said to Chad, they could easily four and two. Like that game against Arizona, that game against the Chiefs, those could have flipped easily and been towards this Vegas team, which if that had happened – what are we looking at? Minus 150 because the way their schedule is going to end to make the playoffs, they, they should just be way higher. I put it closer to plus 200, plus 175 than I do at plus 300, plus 350. So 
The Vegas, to me, about them being a sneaky playoff team, it's more about how easy their schedule is and the fact that the Chargers have major injuries and Denver is just falling apart, right? So in that division, that's really sneaky. And the last play of it is they play the last game of the year against the Chiefs. And to me, again, you never know. The Bills, they, they're 0-1 in their division right now. So it's going to be interesting how they play in their division going forward, the Bills. But we all assume the Chiefs will get the two seed. So I could easily see them using that final week as a rest week before heading into the playoffs. The Raiders are two-point favorites against the Saints in this game. I mean, it's a short home underdog. We've generally backed the Saints before. We believe in their defense. Excellent yeah. at getting pressure without blitzing. Um, Andy Dalton turned back into the orange pumpkin that yep. we believed he was. Uh, this past week. And I, I don't know. I was all over the Cardinals, loved the Cardinals on Thursday night. You did not. So is your opinion changed uh, for this week? Do you like the Saints as short home dogs? Yeah, it's changed in the sense that I, I do think the Lattimore injury has been a big deal to them. They just, they, their defense has not really got any stops since he's been out. And that's one of these, maybe I'll wait and see the injury report because they don't have him to cover Devontae Adams. It's, it's over. Like, Anytime they need a third down, they're getting it with him. He's just – we've seen the effect with a Green Bay. Green Bay looks totally lost, and that's the only piece they lost was Devontae Adams. It's incredible where it's like that important on third down to have a guy you can trust and go to. And then we've seen it with Josh Jacobs these last three weeks. He's the best running back on football, which is just bizarre to say, but contract year for the kid. So everything right now is just rolling on this Vegas team. McDaniels seems like he's got the pulse of this team. We look at the other way with the Saints. That felt like the everything game against the Cardinals. Like, I don't know what they're going to do from this position. They don't even have their own first-round pick this upcoming draft, so they're not going to be tanking for any quarterbacks. Um, dark days for the Saints right now. So this line stinks, but at the same time, I think you're getting good value. I got this at minus three for Vegas. Again, better offense, more talented defense. I'm just trying not to overrate the Saints team like I have been, where I like their identity of running the ball. It doesn't matter if Andy Dillon's going to be turning the ball over. Again, four interceptions last game. They're not all on him, but some of them are just terrible reads. And that's the problem with Andy Dalton. And I don't know, the Raiders, to me, in this position, anything under a three kind of has to be a buy. I don't know if it's going to make our contest, but I'll, I'll, I'll be on it, the minus one and a half or minus two so now. Right now in the contest, I have Jets plus two and a half, Falcons minus four and a half. And on the side to discuss, Denver plus three, Raiders minus two. Yeah. Football season is heating up and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code FAVORITES. This week, my favorite bet is the Detroit Lions at home. Ugly underdogs plus three against the Miami Dolphins. I love betting with FanDuel because they have tons of betting options for every game I watch on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. So sign up today with promo code FAVORITES for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older and in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. 
See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee Red Line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. The resurgent Chicago Bears, <laughs> who finally looked like they built a game plan, as you were saying, that fits Justin Fields and not trying to turn him into something he isn't. A lot of RPO a lot of design runs, uh, plays that were designed to get the ball out quickly, even if he didn't always do that. Um, Loved it. They've got a defensive backfield that I think with Brisker and Fuller, the safety and the corner that they drafted this year, I think they're set for a long time. Really like this team. Do I like them enough to bet them at plus nine and a half against the Cowboys? I really want to. Doesn't it feel like the Cowboys stole one last week? I mean, the Lions were covering all 58 minutes. Yeah. I mean, the amount of assholes that texted me feeling so proud about their call in Dallas. Again, I didn't have that much on the Lions, but I sure as hell didn't bring it up to the chat Sunday morning. There's There were Lions 7.5 and, and the Houston 7.5, and, and I was just like, if I even mention this, Chad's going to make us put these in because that's a good value on two teams. Yeah. So luckily, I didn't even bring it up. Chad didn't because he asked me what games we had in. I left the Lions out because I had them in on Wednesday. Because, again, seven and a half, I felt like that was a good number. But, yeah, these assholes are right. I could not believe the Lions didn't cover that number. So, yeah, looking at this week with the Cowboys, how lucky can they be? Like, they're getting a team in the Bears that's young, inexperienced, off a huge primetime win. Now going on the second road game, autoplay every time on the Cowboys here. I hate it. I hate that I have to do this, but it's always such a smart situational play. Throw on top of that, the most dominant part of this team, the Cowboys, is the defense. Like, I just don't know how they're going to move the ball. Justin Fields is about to meet his match with Parsons. If you want to watch something cool, go back last year, watch Hey Rookie. It's great. These two, these two work out together every day, Justin Fields and Parsons. They're good friends. They even race. And I, I'll leave it up to you to see who wins the race. This might surprise you. Parsons is a freak, man. So if you're looking for the one guy that can take away the biggest talent, on the other side of Justin Fields, it's Parsons. So, yeah, I like I like Dallas here as a big favorite. It's hard not to with every signal, right? Dallas kind of underperformed, Bears overperformed, primetime spot, Dak's second game back. Uh, it makes total sense. Yep. Well, I mean, again, a 1 p.m. letdown spot for the Bears after a huge, huge Monday night week. Again, it's just a short week for a young team. That's really hard. If it's a Tom Brady-led team, yeah kind of throw that out where it's like you got the veteran presence there. What do you think these Bears players were doing last night? You think they went home, went right to bed? No, they had a good time. They'll stroll in Wednesday for practice. And uh, I, I just think they get rolled here by the Cowboys. Uh, Dolphins on the road at the Lions. Lions plus three and a half on FanDuel. Detroit. I'm going to say it right now. Executive decision. 
a choice between the unthinkable and the impossible. Now you have your orders. Execute them. Executive decision. Dan Campbell coaching for his life. Lions <laughs> plus three and a half. This team is at the lowest spot you could possibly be for a team getting blown up by the Patriots, losing a cover in the final minutes against the Cowboys. They're getting Amon Ross St. Brown back. They're at home. They've got a stellar offensive line. Expectations are DeAndre Swift plays. The Dolphins just got Tua back. They won in prime time. Too much hype. 91% of the tickets on the Dolphins. I said it earlier this, this season when we took the Steelers at plus eight and a half against the Bucks. Go ugly and cash your tickets. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you didn't take it, Chad, I was going to make it one of my plays. It's a no-brainer. If not now, when, Lions? Like, this is it. Me and Chad talked before. Maybe I'm just, I don't know, cruel. I don't know what else to say, but I would have fired Dan Campbell right when that game ended with the Cowboys. To me, that was a fireable game where it's like you didn't have your offense prepared, your team prepared after a bye to play a Cowboys team that was letting you steal that game they were begging you to steal that game and they just did not do it so yeah i'm with chad about this is it right like if this is if you like campbell if you want to if you want him to keep being your coach and you're detroit you're at home against the team that i don't think miami should be minus three and a half versus anyone right now on the road let alone detroit so the over is going to be a fun one in this game um except to be a track meet for both teams Jed kind of alluded to it earlier. It's a big deal. Swift's going to be back. We need to see Swift. I'm on St. Brown. So hold off a little bit. If you have a three and a half, like Chad bet earlier, maybe grab that now because I can tell you that pros are going to be all over Detroit. So grab the three and a half. If it's already gone in your book, just wait. Just wait and see what the injury report is on this one. But no brainer. As soon as this game came out, I knew me and Chad were going to be on. It's just a good position to be taking Detroit. Three and a half is a gift. Hello, Detroit. You've won my heart. Would you have taken it for Simon Says? No. I, got, I mean, I got, again, I got one that's just okay. – I'm, I'm trying to keep, keep, keep getting grosser. Like last week, that Washington football game felt gross. Again, that pick six, <laughs> the amount of text I got, just from like friends and people I know, because like they're asking one of my favorite bets that week, and I said Washington. Holy shit, man. It's like hilarious just how people react. Like it was the second quarter, maybe first quarter. You're yeah. like, why the fuck did I bet on Heineke? It's like, just chill, chill out. Give the guy a half. Yeah, you got a long, exactly. a long time. Uh, <laughs> Cardinals on the road at the Vikings. Cardinals are four-point underdogs. This is a sneaky one to me. This game? Yeah. Because I know what you want to do. What do I want to do? <laughs> you want to take the Cardinals. I do. Are we going to do that? I didn't know what to do with this game. Because as soon as it came out, I, I like backing Kirk at home. But, yeah, that's a – I don't know. That's a lot of points to Kirk to be favored by. And I do think it's probably because of the record, right? And everyone's just off the Cardinals. So I, I'm I'm there with Chad. It's it's a pro play. It's just like Pittsburgh. I really want to take Pittsburgh against Miami, held my nose and did it, and again got rewarded for it. I guess I got to do it with the Cardinals. It's just it's a smart number. Three and a half against a Vikings team that they just can't blow teams out. They keep every game close. Doesn't matter how good or bad you are. So I, I like that play. Uh, I like it because I just don't think you can underestimate the return of DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, 
No, he's been great. I, 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 said I can't it last knock week. it. I said it. I know, but that Thursday was New Orleans, night. dude. New Orleans threw two pick sixes before <laughs> before the half. I mean, and they made it a ball game to end it. The Cardinals are just bad. They are a bad team, but I just I'm gonna keep getting caught by this Vikings team because, like, again, Miami should have beat them outright, and they didn't even cover in that game. So maybe the Vikings will be like the Giants. They'll just keep catching me trying to chase this, you know, chase the dragon. But I gotta do it. I, I gotta take the Cardinals here. Titans, uh, very short road favorites, one and a half against the Texans right now. Be careful, everyone. This is no brainer. Got to take it, right? Houston. Well, take what? Got to take the number on Houston. It's they're they're basically telling you Tannehill's hurt. That's what this number is telling you. There, there's an injury to the Tennessee Titans. This game was five, five and a half, dropped all the way down to one and a half. It's Tannehill has to be hurt. Like someone knows something. A professional group has moved this number, taken a position, and the books reacted. So you can wait, and we'll see what the injury news is because I don't know how much more this number is going to move. But it feels like last week all over again. The bros were all over the Jets, and the public was because of what the Jets have been doing at plus three, plus two, plus one and a half. Russell Wilson got out. They moved it all the way to, um, what was it, minus two for the Jets. You could see that happen here, but – it's just an interesting pregame movement of like the books are literally going to take 90% of the tickets and 90% of the money on the Tennessee Titans. They're the divisional team playing the worst team in football. Houston is the worst team in football. I think we all agree on that. So bizarre world. Like the only explanation to me is you've got to trust the books. They're not here to give out free money before Halloween. They're laying a trap. Uh, you want to be on the Texan side here. So I couldn't believe when I saw this number though, again, I, I saw it at five and a half last week, reopened the app, the action app um, Sunday night before going to bed. And I saw it was down to one and a half. And I was like, Tannehill, I know he got banged up in the game. They brought in Williams or Willis, but I haven't heard anything else since then. So I, I don't know what's happening with that line, to be honest. Why aren't you saying, why aren't you making this your Simon Says? If you think the number's going to move, Simon Says is, is bet it right now. I don't think it's going to move. I, I I think it's going to move, but I don't think it's going to move in such a way that's going to really affect the value. Like, yeah, you can bet Houston right now. I just don't see it being – like, do you see Houston get to minus two if Tannehill's officially out? No, Me I either. don't. I feel like this is the number, though. Like, I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen because I'm hoping you can maybe get plus three if Tannehill's cleared to play. Um, th- that's what I'm going to wait on. All right. Commanders uh... – Plus three at the Colts. The Sam Ellinger era begins. Taylor Heineke. Taylor made to bet. Like, you got two terrible quarterbacks, two teams no one cares about. It's a corner TV game. How are you not betting this game? Any self-respecting better must put money on this game. <laughs> and I was thinking about making this. My Simon says I got another one because this is going to be the most public side. I was hoping it was going to be Matt Ryan, right? At plus four. That was a gift when it was Matt Ryan and a quarterback. Again, not that I have any faith in this kid, Sam. I'm happy to fade him, get the plus three. I didn't, I wouldn't have moved um, the number that much, though, let's be honest. Like, it, we'll see. Again, Matt, maybe Ryan, Matt Ryan was what was holding together this team. I just, the guy had the most turnovers, the most sacks across the board, the most interceptions, the most fumbled, most sack player right now in football was Matt Ryan. So I don't know what to do with it because I think Chad Naylor, where it's like, the dog, whatever, who, if the Colts were the underdog, I would have taken them. Washington's the underdog, I'll take them. These teams are interchangeable. The Washington's just slightly better on paper with what they have on offense. But we'll see. Again, Jonathan Taylor, 
he has not gotten going. Like that's like that's the thing right now with the culture. Just waiting to see if he can get going. Maybe that's why they're making their move, or they really are tanking. Because again, there's good. There's five good quarterbacks this year. They're zero and two against Tennessee. Guess they're taking a position in tanking, but it's just bizarre to me. Again, you have Nick Foles as the backup now. I don't really know what the Colts are doing here, but yeah, I wanted to make this Simon says, but again, I just I think this is the number all week. But I'm gonna grab it now anyway, plus three. But interesting, interesting game. Uh, didn't get real why it moved a whole point off the Matt Ryan news. 49ers visiting the Rams. Uh, Rams are underdogs at home. It's a battle for two teams that are gonna finish second to Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. I mean, what was your first thought when you saw this game? Did you finally take the Rams? Yeah. That's what I want to do, too. We know we know the history of these two teams. Like, again, I always go back to it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably put the trend down on Thursday, but I just don't – I don't know the exact numbers, but it feels like every time in this position, Shanahan covers or he wins. Like, it's just every single time. I know they got their number last year in the playoffs, the Rams – they won by three, but it's just always the two teams play. The, the 49ers just have always historically played them well. Um, so, again, I'm, I'm looking at a Los Angeles team that had a big win against Carolina, right? Their get-right game, had a bye week, and now they're playing against a 49ers team that just got embarrassed and blown out by the Chiefs. It's going to be the big public side, but I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll drink the Kool-Aid. I'll, I'll ride with the public. Again, we joke all the time. 40% of the time, they're right, the public. This is one of them to me. I'll, I'll take the 49ers here as a short road favorite. Feels gross. Feels absolutely gross in a divisional game, but just playing against the trends and what I've seen, the 49ers are really good. Again, they moved the ball at will against that Chiefs team. They were just settling for field goals while Mahomes was putting up seven. And again, that's the Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo effect. The guy's just, we know he's capped. His ceiling is capped, but Debo, McCaffrey, Kittle, Ayuk. I can't get over how much talent is on that 49ers offense. So I got to do it against a Rams team that, yeah, that's all fun and good. You can beat up on Carolina. We've seen you play other good teams and you just don't not look good this year. When Christian McCaffrey gets comfortable and can do the majority of snaps on offense, that team is going to be a problem. What'd you think of that trade though? Probably not worth it because right. when, when do running backs <laughs> sort of, continue to climb as Christian McCaffrey does or, or has yeah. at his age, especially coming off of two years of injuries. And every single time he carries the ball, it looks like he could have his head separated from his body or suffer an irreparable hamstring injury or some kind of deep, you know, thigh contusion. And we like a couple of people ask about it. I, I feel like me and Chad are the same boat. It's like we would never give up draft capital like that for an aging running back who's been hurt the last two years. But I love it from the football standpoint of like, this is the dream. Like the Shanahan run scheme with Christian McCaffrey, who's just incredible. Again, running, catching, passing. He landed on Friday and learned enough plays to play a bunch of snaps in that game. It was just, it was amazing. So as a fan of the 49ers, I would hate it because it's like you're literally our mortgage. It kind of feels like you've mortgaged really your future on this season and next season. But I love the move from the standpoint of McCaffrey is incredible. And you have him in a well, Shanahan offense. They've 100% taken the Rams approach and gone all, in, gone all in on this year, right? Yeah, that's true. Maybe they, they feel like their defense is so good. They've seen how talented their defense is. 
They have Ayuk, like you said. They have Kittle. They have Sweeney. Jimmy G is serviceable enough if you put him in the right position, if you give him that one running back in a weakened NFC. Yeah. Like, this is their shot. So I can totally understand why they did it. One more note. Uh, the starting left tackle, no bloom, out for the season for this Rams team. So, oh, Jesus. Yeah. You know what? Major issues in the offensive line. I'm skipping this game. I don't 49ers, Foxhole. I don't want to go in the Foxhole with the 49ers. That's why you have to do it. It's it's a hard take. You're taking a road favorite again in a divisional game. I hate I hate I hate that's, when that, we do that. that. You got to do it. All right, 49ers <laughs> in the fox. We're in the foxhole. 49ers. <laughs> Let's climb down into the foxhole. 49ers minus one and a half foxhole. Uh, Giants on the road at the Seahawks. I mean, it's a battle of NFC juggernauts. <laughs> I think you're fucking around. I know you actually meant. Yeah, they are. Chad, no joke, no punchline there. These are two of the best teams right now. And they are bizarro world. I, I said to my buddy, I can't believe the Eagles are six and zero heading into Week Eight. They're only half a game up in their division. Yeah. What is fucking happening? I don't understand anything anymore. Everyone knows what me and Chad are going to do. We're going to lose more money, but this is what we do every week. We will take the Seahawks. Every time. Give me minus two and a half. Give me minus three. I don't know what's happening. I don't know how the Giants keep doing it. But you have to assume this is a good matchup for the Seahawks at home. But my God, Danny Danny Dimes on the road. Like anyone listening, if you take him plus three, I can't knock you. Like this guy keeps covering and he's even better on the road historically. But it has to run out. Like, again, the Seahawks are a good team. Their offense is good. Their defense has really started playing well. Like, the rookies they drafted. It's crazy. Again, the Bears Bears are in the same spot. Bears drafted well. What'd you say? I was going to say, Kenneth Walker, right now, Kenneth Walker has the shortest odds for uh, offensive uh, rookie of the year. Right now. Offensive rookie of the year, Kenneth Walker, at FanDuel, um, plus 200. The next is Brees Hall at plus 250. And he's out for the year. Yeah. So, again, I I just look at the Seahawks team, and Chad every week asks me, like, when is it going to fall off for Geno? And I was right there with him where it's like, I know we're playing with borrowed time right now because, like, this is – this is crazy. Like the books have finally put up Geno Smith MVP odds. I think he's like 125 to one, but they finally hung him. He was never up there all summer, all season. He hasn't been up there. So I don't know. It's, it's just, it feels like a play we have to make on the Seahawks short favorite against a team that take out the luck rankings. I know they're going to be number one in luck rankings, the giants. It's just not sustainable. A team that's six and zero or six and one in one possession games. And, Anytime they need a turnover, they get it. Anytime they need a big play from Daniel Jones or Saquon, they get it. It's just, it's bizarre work. But these teams happen every year. Last year was the Cowboys. The Cowboys at this point were the one seed in the NFC East and the NFC, and they completely fell off the second half of the year. Not saying the Giants are going to have that happen because I really do believe in the coaching, but it's just, it, it's it's so hard to win in this league. I just can't believe what they're doing with the pieces there. Um Again, their top three receivers have been out as well. It's 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 crazy what Daniel Jones is doing. So I'm stepping in it. But again, I make this line minus four and a half. I have to bet the value. I see the value on the Seahawks. If you're giving me minus two and a half, I'll take it. Like, again, 
the most public dog this week to me is probably going to be in this Giants team. The public just keeps betting them and winning. Why wouldn't they do it here again? The line right now is three. I don't know where you're seeing two and a half. Okay. But I mean, I would still take three. Even then, you'll still take it, which means your Simon says, if you tell me your Simon says, if you're going against Matt Mitchell and the Buffalo Bills with the Green Bay Packers at plus 11 and a half, <laughs> man, that is just mean. No, I'm crazy. I'm not that crazy. Even though I do think this is probably the time to buy on Green Bay. What did we talk about when, when the Bills played uh, Pittsburgh many weeks ago? Josh Allen is a double-digit favorite. He's 6-1 and one ATS yeah. in his career. He beats the shit out of bad teams, and he enjoys doing it. Love it. Did, Matt Mitchell, didn't you guys just have a bye week? Yeah, we've just spent two <laughs> weeks having everyone tell us we're the best team in football. So, yeah, I'm, I don't disagree that it might be a time to fade, but it's just to stay away. It's just a stay away situation. So what are we doing here? Are we passing? So I was going to say, this is another opportunity where if you want to play it safe, you could just do Bill's second half because that's been cashing this year, taking them second half on the spread. But, I, again, I'm on two big favorites this week. One's the Eagles. The other one's going to be the Bills. I just – I've learned my lesson of trying to take a position against Josh Allen in primetime games, especially primetime games at home. He likes to show off for the crowd. He loves Buffalo. He loves playing there. I don't see how the Green Bay can move the ball against the number one, number two, number three best defense on football. It depends on what rankings you're going off of. They're the best right now, the Bills. We just saw them absolutely shut down a Chiefs team that few teams can. Like they're, That wasn't just Mahomes having a bad day. That was a brilliant scheme and putting your putting players in key positions. The Bills got it all going right now. They got it going on offense. They got it going on defense. I just don't see how the bleeding stops here for Green Bay. And the craziest part is I don't even know if this if this game was 13 and a half, I don't even know if I would still take Green Bay at that number. Like you might have to get this to 14 for me to take Green Bay. That's how far these Green Bay problems go. And maybe I'll be eating my words if the Green Bay can get their running game established against Buffalo. But Buffalo has no glaring weaknesses. Like they just, they'll take away whatever a team wants to do. And that's it. Like, unless you're Mahomes, it's hard to make these games close. So it's the, the only teams I've really played this Buffalo team well are the two of the best teams in football. Um, or I guess you could say Miami did as well. But I just, on paper, I just like this Bills matchup. Uh, I really wanted to take Green Bay just because they have to turn around eventually. But after a loss to the Giants in England, a loss at home to the Jets, and then a loss in Washington last week. I just can't see them slopping this slide in Buffalo. There's just there's too much going on for them to fix in this amount of time. All right. We're down to it. We're down to the yep. Battle of Ohio on Monday Night Football. The Bengals visiting the Browns. <laughs> the Browns are three-point underdogs at home. I know what you're going to say here, so go ahead and say it. Simon says, take the Browns. When Simon says, do it, we do what Simon says. No-brainer. First bet I made when it came out this week. I think I might have opened at three, went up to three and a half. All the pros hit it right away, right back down to three. Easiest game of the week. Joe Burrow was godlike last week. The public was very happy with Joe. Now you're getting Joe in a primetime game going against a Browns team that, I mean, they're looking like the worst, one of the worst teams in football right now. What are they, two and six now? Two and five? They are bad. They are a bad team right now. So going with what I always say, in a primetime game, in a divisional game 
a team that's getting no, none of the bets, none of the money. Those are usually my darlings. Um, the fact that it was three and a half, I loved it. I haven't even seen what the public's doing with this number yet, but I just know what they're going to do. They're going to love Joey B in this position. So you can wait if you want, if you can't, if you want to wait for the three and a half. I just don't know if they're going to hang it again because I just see like the pros will just buy that number every time. It's just too big of a number with these teams. I'm telling you, it sounds crazy, but since he's not that much better, the biggest difference is, right, Joe Burrow. And we've seen that time and time again. He is incredible. This is definition of a trap game. Like, again, I should have seen it coming last night with that Patriots game. Chad was right. Like, we should have known. But this is what these the books do. They, they have everyone line up these primetime games. Everyone will throw this one in the end of a teaser. Everyone will take the money line of this Bengals team. Easiest bet you'll make all year. And that's why, again, this is why I don't watch games at sports books. It's a lonely feeling being the only guy in there holding a Browns ticket. I can promise you that. So this is a bet it, walk out of the book kind of bet for me. I, I'm not going to stay and watch, but love, love this position of the Browns. It's a rare opportunity taking this Browns. I'll talk on Thursday. It might end up being one of my bigger bets this year, but I, I just love this position of a, a buy low spot and sell high on this Cincy team. As, as some people like to say, bet it and forget it. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect example. This game is a bet it and forget it. Bet it and forget it. You bet it now, then you open up your book on one yeah. day. And you're like, oh, nice. I won 100 nope. on that game. Well, don't forget, it's a Monday game. So I don't even know if I want to put it in the contest, but oh, right. uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting. It'll be three and a half. We might have to. Yeah. All right. So right now, the games that we've sort of identified as our most confident as we sit here Tuesday, Jets plus two and a half, Falcons minus four and a half, Lions plus three and a half, Seahawks minus three, Browns plus three. Got a pretty long list of games that that we'll review on Thursday as Lions mm-hmm. move. Foxhole 49ers minus one and a half. Uh, Simon says Browns plus three. Chad says Lions plus three and a half. We'll do our big balls on uh, Thursday. Survivor. All right. That <laughs> sucks. They were out. It's so brutal. Who's? I mean, I don't even know how to how to I contextualize. Know. I know. All right. So for the safest one, if you haven't used them yet, it feels like the Bills. I was honestly going to use Atlanta here for me and Chad. Like I felt like it was a perfect time to fade the Carolina team off a win with Atlanta at home because you're never really going to use Atlanta again. So if you want to know the safe play for me, be the Bills. The I need to use this team to save the Bills for Thanksgiving week, which is what most going to have to do if you're in a certain contest for Survivor. I, I would take Atlanta. This is a nice, nice time to get them out of the way. We've said it all. If you've been listening on AMP, thank you very much for joining us live. We're enjoying uh, getting to talk to people live. It's really fun. If not, we hope you will continue <laughs> to download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I am Chad Millman. He's Simon Hunter. Our producer is Matt Mitchell. Don't forget, rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Love you.